This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Afternoons on Newstalk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. 403-974-8255 is a telephone number. Uh, I want to talk about schools in Calgary. And, you know, maybe it's easy to be uh, sitting at a desk with a map somewhere and say, you know, this school's over capacity. Well, look, that school over there is under capacity. You know, we could just take kids out of schools, put kids into different schools, spread it all out, and, and everything will even out. But, of course, in reality, uh, I mean, that's easier said than done. We're seeing neighborhoods where schools are at or above capacity um, because families are moving to these neighborhoods. And certainly having a school is a big selling point for a neighborhood. The idea of you know, getting a new home, a great place to start your family, to live near school, your kids able to walk to school, that's a big selling point. So if you bought in a neighborhood so your kids could walk to school and all of a sudden one day you're told uh, your kid's got to take a 30-minute bus ride, to go to a school way across town, that's not going to go over well. So that's what a lot of families are facing. Now, the Calgary Board of Education obviously has issues that they're struggling to deal with because, yeah, a lot of schools have very quickly reached or surpassed capacity. New schools don't just get built overnight, and we know that. And we do have a lot of older schools in the city that are well below capacity. So this is what's being looked at. I think there's a lot of angst uh, amongst uh, parents. Joining us to, to talk a bit more about that point, Lisa Davis uh, joins us, past president and uh, part of the executive of the Calgary Association of Parent and School Councils. Lisa, thanks for joining us here. Thanks for having me. All right, so what's your sense of where the CBE is, is at on this? Are they sort of in the we're thinking about it phase or are they, they really moving in this direction? Well, you know, I could tell you I spent an hour on the phone this morning with um, three different parents who provided some uh, really good feedback on the the meetings that have recently taken place with regards to these accommodations. And, um, you know, I think it's fair to say that that in all cases that these parents certainly want to be participate in a positive and proactive way. And what they found when they showed up to these meetings was that um, instead of being run by senior CB staff, these engagement meetings were run by an outside public relations firm. So parents actually are unable to get the kinds of, you know, the questions that they want answered, answered. The second issue we have with the meetings is that there are no enrollment projections on any of the options presented. So parents are unable to determine if, in fact, the options being brought forward are going to be good two, three, four years from now. And uh, and the third issue we have is that the CD is actually not taking uh, their opinions on on their preference for the two options. So you could have a situation where CB has presented two options. Um, 90% of parents feel that's not the right option, and CB is not collecting that data. So so the current engagement sessions are actually um, seem to be a bit problematic, and this is a significant departure from how they've done these engagement sessions in the past. Um, okay, well, that, I mean, that, that's concerning then, that if we're having these meetings, parents should at least be able to speak directly with the CBE, but you're saying they've got a, a consulting firm acting kind of as a go-between. Right, and so they're, you know, they're, they're taking notes and, and giving that feedback back to, back to senior staff, we assume. Um, but again, I think when parents are taking their, their time to come out to the meetings, they're certainly looking to have somebody there uh, that they can talk to about the questions they have. All right. And, and so what are some of the concerns then that, that parents are expressing? 
Well, certainly one of the concerns that we hear a lot about is, as you've indicated, is that, um, you know, several years ago, parents made decisions to purchase house a house in an area because of the schools that were available. And to now be faced with um, having that, their designated school be changed can present a, a problem for some of the parents, um, particularly if childcare now becomes an issue, um, is something they need to they need to adjust for, and also the the reality of um, being able to walk to a school and now being you know forced to get on the bus um, can present some challenges for for parents for sure. I mean, is it just? I mean, it's part of it, the uncertainty that once you decide you're going to go into an area and take some kids out of a school and send them off to another school, how you even decide that in the first place? Is it you know? Is it just entirely random? Are you picking names out of a hat? How how are they making this determination? Well, I think that that's where these enrollment projections become really critical. Um, and so, in the absence of that data, as, as a parent, you really don't know how those decisions are being made. And so it is certainly, you know, CB is tasked with the responsibility to make those decisions, but they should be able to come back to parents and say, these are the options we're presenting, this is why, these were the values that we used in, in bringing forward these options, and then asking for that feedback. And so at, at this point, certainly the feedback we're getting from parents who attend these meetings this, uh, this week is that they're just not getting any sense as to why these options were presented in the first place and what values were used in order to determine them and and what the end result is going to be two, three, four years out. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly the CB needs to be taking a, a long-term view here. Do you think some of what they're doing is, is a bit short-sighted then? Well, I, I think there's the, the potential for that. And, you know, when you, when you cannot identify what the end result is going to be three and four years out, it does bring into question whether this is the right solution. And so, you know, I think parents want to have that comfort that the right values, the right decisions are, are being made, but uh, are, are in a tough place um, because without, without the relevant data, they're really left uh, in the dark. Okay, so my understanding, though, is that just this year, uh, starting in September, eight new schools opened in the city. And then come 2017, just in the new year, we're going to have eight more or six more open. So eight opened in the fall, six more coming after Christmas. What impact is that going to have? Well, what it, it should do is is that children who are currently being bused to overflow schools should be able to come back into their home communities. So we should see a, a lessening of the uh, overcrowding that's being experienced at, at many schools. And, and that's what, what we're hoping to see. Um, and again, when you look at my understanding of the South is that virtually every junior and middle high school is being impacted by these changes. So it's um, like, I think one of the things that parents are looking for is that sense of what is the overall what is the overall plan and how are we going to be impacted you know next year and two and three years out but i mean you know the big picture though when you when you look at what the cb is dealing with the fact that you have some schools that are well under capacity you got some schools that are over capacity is is it logical reasonable that they would at least consider whether there's the option then to to move some kids from from one school to another because you've still got these schools you can't just shut down these underutilized schools because then you're going to compound the problem at these crowded schools 
So I'm not I'm not actually aware of any underutilized schools. Actually, um, the average utilization in the CV is over 80 percent, and essentially 80 percent is a full school because the school capacities are calculated. Uh, libraries are considered classroom space. Music rooms are considered classroom space. So 80 percent is basically full, and CV is currently above that. So what it should do is what we would expect it to do as these new schools open is that that. Um, utilization may come down slightly, but we can get back to having better class sizes. So instead of 27 or 28 in an elementary class, we can get back to having 20 or 21 in an elementary class. So I don't know that, I, I actually haven't seen any information presented by the CB or anybody else that this new schools opening are going to require older schools to be closed. I, I think with the enrollment still growing, which it did this year, um, every school is, is going to be needed. Well, I think that's what they're saying. But, I mean, you know, as the Herald points out today, the CBE says uh, Woodman Junior High, for example, is only half full. Uh, schools like Maple Ridge, R.T. Alderman, David Thompson, uh, they say are under capacity. So these, these are schools they've identified as such. Right. But again, if, if you go to their, you know, there's a number of people on our executive who were quite involved in the lobbying of the provincial government to build the new school. And certainly all the data that's been presented at that time, two years ago, is that they are over, they are over capacity at, at, an, at a greater than 80% utilization. So across the system, there is certainly, um, there may be a few individual schools that are below capacity. Um, I also don't think that they they identify um, how far under they are, but certainly the average is essentially that they're full. And again, the CBE accepted more students this year, particularly in elementary, than they were expecting as well. All right. So, well, this, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The CBE says these uh, consultations will continue. Uh, no decisions uh, made yet. So I guess we'll see what, uh, what comes in the coming weeks here. Lisa, thanks for making some time for us. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. That's uh, Lisa Davis uh, with the Calgary Association of Parent and School Councils. And uh, simply, you know, what they're hearing from parents about this. Uh, now, the quote here from uh, Carrie Edwards, Director of Planning and Transportation for the CBE, says, quote, we've never had a time like this when there's been so much available learning space in our schools, and that means spaces will be freed up in existing facilities. So this is about a system-wide use of space. We continue to grow, and we have to ensure all of our spaces are being used. That our intent, it is our intent to create balance and ensure all learning needs are being met. Right, so you can understand that. Same time, you can sympathize um, with someone who's, who's purchased a home within walking distance of a new school in a new neighborhood and is suddenly told you cannot go to that school anymore. You must get on a bus and, uh, you know, send your kid to a school 30 minutes away. That's what parents are worried about. Right, there's no guarantees, I suppose. Uh, and we all know how quickly sc new schools can can fill up. But there is uh, a lot of angst. And um, so the CBs, I, I think, got to manage their resources and also manage uh, the concerns of parents. 403-974-8255 is our number. Your thoughts on this? A few other stories can get to here as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.